1: Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Friday. It's another beautiful day in New York City, even though the weather up had said that we were going to have like some rough weather at the end of this week. It's gorgeous. Hey, Claude. How you doing?
0: I'm good. I still wouldn't know what the weather is because I live in a bunker where I don't open the shades and I like to keep it that way. Definitely has its, you know, moments where it affects my mental health, but for the most part, I'm okay with it.
1: No, it really is a beautiful day, beautiful blue sky, some clouds, Um, and it was nice. I I open my shades every morning, like take a look at the weather, and sitting in my room all day, like all I do is stare out the window, so the weather actually (laughs) has an effect, and when it's nice out, it means that I'm going to go outside and do something today, and when it's raining, it means I'm not. So the weather, I've really become weather dependent, which I've never been that kind of girl.
0: Yeah. it. I mean, I haven't been outside yet, but it seems like it's a, like a stunning day to pre-order my comedy special. Would you agree? Oh my God. Yes. It's the perfect weather to pre-order a comedy special. Yeah. It's just like when you look outside, you can't help but think like, wow, I suddenly feel the urge to order a comedy special on iTunes. So you just look outside and you're like, oh my
1: gosh, I need to laugh. Is there a new comedy special that I could pre-order on iTunes?
0: Well, Jackie, I'm so glad you asked. There is. It's called Claudia Ashray, Disgraced Queen, and it is available for pre-order on iTunes, and I got a bunch of questions about it, and here, allow me to answer. When it's released on June 30th, it will be available for purchase in a few other platforms, such as Amazon, that of... Uh, a few others. I don't remember the names, but, um, for the most part, Amazon and iTunes are the majeure platforms. And I'm just so grateful for everyone who tagged me in their stories, letting me know that they pre-ordered it, left a nice review, really made me feel good. Um, I did leave myself a review because at first there were no reviews and I'm like, I don't want everyone to think I'm a loser. And I got to like number seven on iTunes, which like made me feel really good. I'm like, how does everyone have thousands? And I'm on number seven on iTunes with zero reviews. So I left myself a review and, um, it didn't uh, populate, and then there was one review, and someone left one review. They were like, this special sucks. And I'm like, you didn't even see it yet, so like you can't even make that decision. So um, thankfully, the toasters came in. Now I have like 30 reviews, and that makes me feel good.
1: Oh, good. I'm so excited. That's like such a great thing to have on the calendar to be excited about, because you know there's not much that gets the juices flowing these days. No, there um, is not. But we have that, and we'll always have that. Like Once it's out, we will always have it, especially if you pre-order it on iTunes, because then it's yours and you own it.
0: The link is in my bio and Instagram. You really can't miss it. Um, And I just would like to apologize to you, Jackie, and everyone listening to this podcast for the next 30 days, um, because I will speak of nothing else. And you're just going to have to be okay with that.
1: That's okay. I mean, that's what we're here for, to hear what's on your mind. And if that's what's on your mind for 30 days, then so be it.
0: It is what it is. I said what I
1: said. And that's that on that. Um, my face is just getting crazier and crazier in the queue because of my lack of Botox. Like I'm just making faces that I couldn't make before and I don't enjoy it. I miss my forehead that doesn't move. But you know what? The quarantine is actually a great time to like learn about your favorite bloggers and like what their real hair color is and you know, how long their real eyelashes are and how long their real mustache is. And I feel like it's really, um, it's really like, you know, it also like what size their lips really are, just like things like that. And I feel like for the most part, I look aside from my forehead, like I look the same in quarantine. Yeah,
0: we should check in and all of our viewers should check in on their friends with eyelash extensions because they're not doing well.
1: No, they're really not doing well. And I feel like also quarantine has been a great time for me to prove that I'm a natural redhead and that my lips are natural as well. I'm not convinced. You're not?
0: No, I Look know. Look how long my hair
1: has gotten. I blew out my hair.
0: I saw on your Instagram story, I'm like, disgustingly jealous.
1: Um, I wouldn't know because I have not blown my hair out. I ha- Like, my hair's been in a bun for the last two months, and I guess it's growing. But that did make me jealous of people who have roots because they legit know how much their hair has grown in quarantine because you can just see it. That's true. It's like a, a ruler. Yeah, like, it's
0: actually full of interesting factoids. Um, All my knitting supplies arrived yesterday, so I have a feeling I'm about to uh, have one of the greatest weekends of my life.
1: Ooh, that's nice.
0: You should get into knitting.
1: Um, I'm okay. I'm like all stocked up on hobbies right now. And this weekend I have to read the new Redheads book because we're recording next week. This episode just snuck up on us. Um, I'm really excited to read this book. I haven't heard much about it, but, um, I haven't read since the last Redheads. This is the first time that that's happened to me. So now I'm grateful for the Redheads because if it wasn't for the podcast book club, I wouldn't be reading. And it's, that's really the point of the book club is to keep you reading in the queue and like keep you interested and having thoughtful discussions and I'm really excited. It's always a great series of days when we record the Redheads and then release it to the Redheads community. And it's confusing that that we call ourselves the Redheads and the fans are the Redheads and we're all just the Redheads and
0: I'm the only Redhead. But um, it works. Yeah, no, you guys are definitely having a profound effect on me. I read one book this week and I started a second one. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Things are changing, you guys. You never know what's going to happen. One day you're reading, the next day you're not. Amen. Like r- this week, you've read more than me. Wow. That's crazy. You know crazy. what I feel is really um, important when it comes to books that not a lot of people talk about? The font.
1: Well, on Kindle, you can choose a custom font, but like I use the font mm. that they give me, but you can change the size of it and you can make it all your own, which is just another reason why the Kindle is everything.
0: Yeah. And you know, I have a lot of problems with reading books. Like when you're in the middle of a book, a book sits open perfectly equally, which is nice. But if you're at the very beginning or the very end, like the heavier side is always fucking like getting in your face. And I find myself like literally ripping the book in half, like bending it backwards so hard just so it fucking stays open.
1: I need the staples button.
0: Kindle, you don't got that problem. For sure. I don't read enough now. Well, I read once, like I need to calm down, but I don't think I'm going to read enough to warrant a Kindle, but it's a nice activity and it's really easy on the eyes. Like some of this TV, the blue lights killing my eyes.
1: That's what I've been saying. Also, a Kindle invention that someone should invent is like every time you want to get to a next page on the Kindle, you need to tap the screen. Like if I just got into a cozy position where my hands are like under the blanket, that would mean I have to take my hand out of the blanket every time I need to turn the page. Someone needs to invent a little clicker that you can just hold in your hand and just click it and it will go to the next page and the next page. It's a
0: small issue, but you know, since we're (sighs) out here solving problems. (laughs) I guess the assumption is though, if you're reading on the Kindle, one of your hands is on it.
1: No, but, like, I I try to, like, let my Kindle stand up against something. Like, I'll use, like, a pillow and lean it up so that I don't have to hold it because I have weak wrists. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I could just get, like, a little Bluetooth clicker to tap from page to page, you know what? I'm sure it exists. Like, it seems, like, not a reinvention of the wheel. Um, So let me know. And that's, like, a selfie stick. That's what they have. Yes, exactly. Like, a selfie stick. Okay, Cool. Cool. Well, we have a great show for you today before you embark on a fabulous weekend if you're in a state that's opening up, and if you're like me, um, before you embark on a weekend of solitary confinement.
0: (laughs) I can't believe that there are people, like, going to bars. I'm so fucking jealous. So fucking jealous. Let us out. Let us out. (laughs) I am the sofa king.
1: I am so fucking jealous. I know. It's just so crazy, like how each state, it's just a whole different world. Like people are going different country. There are people in this country who are going to dinner and drinks.
0: And there are people in this country like us who are going on our 60th day of quarantine.
1: We're already on day today. Sorry, we started on March 13th. 13th. Today's May 15th. So it was 62 on March on May 13th, 63. 364th day. And next week will be week 10. That's <laughs>
0: insane. I am in the prime of lime. I'm in the prime of my life. I want to fucking party. I want to blackout. I want to throw up at a club. Like, I've had enough. I've had fucking enough. No, I've, you know, I've had, had enough. enough. Like, the quarantine, so I'm not sure where I stand. We did our part. hmm We did our part. Let us out. I want to get tested for antibodies.
1: You should. Actually, like... Yeah, you should.
0: I just don't want to go to, a, like, a, a doctor's office or where there's, t- like, an urgent care because I feel like maybe I'm going to get it there when, like, I should have just stayed home.
1: Um, well, I went to a city MD last week, and I was the only person there, so I oh. think you're fine. hmm Okay, I'll think about it. Yeah, they said things were so quiet, they were thinking about closing, but then they got these antibody tests and now some people are coming in. But like, I think there's this, maybe in some places it's super congested, maybe on a beautiful day at like high noon, Um, there's a line around the block, but I went on a day, I guess it was a little rainy, maybe that's why no one was there. Yeah,
0: I mean, but I've heard about a lot of faulty antibody tests. I think TPG got like three or something, he got a false negative, then a false positive. I don't even know what he ended up with.
1: Yeah. So from what I've gathered, there's an antibody test that's like a finger prick and you get your results almost immediately or within a few hours. That one is not to be fully believed. The one that they do at CityMD where they take a vial of blood and it takes, they send it to a lab and it takes days for you to get your results. I believe that's the most accurate one. And I haven't heard of anyone getting a false positive or negative, but I also don't talk to that many people,
0: but I also haven't read that in the news. Did you faint because you donated blood in high school and I remember seeing you in the, hi- in the hallways right after and you legit looked at me, your eyes rolled to the back of your head and you fainted. No, because a vial of blood is like
1: this much, whereas when oh. you donate um, blood, like it's a bag full. Bag.
0: I'll so. literally never forget that.
1: Like you I looked guess.
0: so fucking weak and you like leaned on the, on the wall and you were right outside the nervous nurse, nurse's office. So I was like, nurse, Akhama, nurse, Akhama. and she came out with a bag um, to, for you to vomit into. And the bag had a hole in the bottom. So I just threw up all yourself. over my lap. Oh and my that was God, the last so time
1: dramatic. I donated blood. I guess I'm just not really a candidate. I no, tried. Some people can't handle it.
0: I, um, the one time I went to donate blood, I had left the country like two months ago and they said I couldn't. You tried. So many rules. So many rules. Just like, let me help, you know?
1: <laughs> yes, I know. Well, anyways, that's the latest on us. Just eager to get back to life, you know?
0: And eager to dive in, you know?
1: Uh, not so eager.
0: <laughs> well, we have to recap Real Housewives of New York, and let's just see what bullshit went on today. The stories are just getting thinner and thinner. Unlikely. Okay, you know what?
1: Here's like the, let's actually, I'm sorry, without further ado, it is time for the fast five stories that you like kind of should maybe need to know, or if you want to, before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: Yeah, that's true for sure. Um, they, they, They might need to know about these stories, but they definitely need to know about today's sponsor, StoryWorth. These days, we can have many ways of staying in touch with family, even when we can't visit them in person, which during the quarantine is a big issue for a lot of people. Being able to instantly check in with family is great, but sometimes we want to bond in other, more meaningful ways. Thanks to StoryWorth, we're connecting with loved ones everywhere and learning family history we never knew about. StoryWorth is a fun and meaningful way to engage with family, especially with relatives you might not get to see often. This online service helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's the gift of spending time together wherever you live. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family members different story prompts, questions you never thought to ask, like what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? What's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? Reading the weekly stories is fun and makes your family feel close, even though they're not together. After one year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and photo you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. Our family and your family can treasure this book forever. Connect with family and discover untold stories with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash toast. You can get $10 off your first purchase if you go to storyworth, dot S-T-O-R-Y, com slash toast for $10 off. That's toast, T-O-A-S-T.
1: Storyworth is really the perfect thing for the queue because you can stay connected with your family and like have fun activities v- virtually. And I just think it's everything of the sort. And by
0: the way, we only allow sponsors that are considered everything of the sort according to, you know, the stock market. Only.
1: Okay, first story. This is really the big story of the day. Ashley Benson kisses G-Eazy during an LA outing following her split from Cara Delevingne. Ashley Benson is spending some time with G-Eazy, the Pretty Little Irish star, and the rapper were spotted out and about in LA on Wednesday. The two were seen riding in a car together as they picked up food from the apple pan. At one point during the outing, Benson was leaning over from behind the wheel and kissed G-Eazy, who was sitting in the passenger seat. A video of the kiss has also been circulating on social media. A source previously told people that Benson has been hanging out with the uh, hit maker, but it just, but quote, it feels like just a fling for now. She's
0: getting over the breakup. I have something extremely controversial to say. Two things, actually. One, I don't care. Like, truly, I don't care. I cared about Ashley Benson when she was part of Cara Televine, but now she's dating some loser. Like, whatever. I, I can't be bothered by it. And not that I want anyone to ever get backlash, but, like, where thank is you. the outrage? Thank where you. There you, there you outrage? Thank you. Thank you. Ashley Benson. Ashley Benson was literally quarantined, like, a month ago in a house with a bunch of celebrities. Now she's driving around with someone else. It's like, she's obviously not taking quarantine seriously, and I don't care. Everyone could do what they want. But it's like, I go see you for one minute, and I get canceled. Like, where is the outrage? She I literally lives in LA. She lives in LA. It's literally the same as New York.
1: I fucking can't. Like, she was in a different relationship at the beginning of quarantine, so she obviously had to be, like, meeting up with someone that she's not quarantined with to get into a new relationship. I personally do not give two shits how she wants to social distance and spend her time, but if everybody wants to come for us all the time, I need the same exact standards to be applied to everyone else.
0: I can't fucking take it anymore. And we're not even famous. Like we are not, we are nobodies. Like no. every time I keep seeing these stories, like I I can't, I can't stress enough, like how much I don't care. Like, of course I want to flatten the curve and of course I want coronavirus to end. But like, I don't, I'm just not the type of person who's going to like come for someone else because they made a decision that they thought was right. Like I'm sure Ashley Benson is taking the proper precautions. And I trust you to know that she's not going around licking people's faces. Like I don't care, but it's like I cannot believe the level that, like, our small family dinner got to. And it's like, there are celebrities every day being paparazzi. Like, here, they're around. car. Fucking Kendall Jenner and her boyfriend drove to Arizona, like, in a convertible. Like, where is the outrage? I can't. Like, we just send each other other
1: people who did the same exact thing as we did, or or worse, bloggers who are moving now to different houses while they're in California, staying in new places. Um, we saw like the Vanderpump Rules literally the day after, uh, we had Zach's gathering, uh, the Vanderpump Rules kids, like all, a few of them drove up to Palm Springs oh, to sorry. celebrate Sheena's birthday and they're like grinding on each other, not social distancing. Where is the outrage, some blogger had like a birthday party for her kid with like literally balloons galore, like as if we're not before. in quarantine at all. And I just, I didn't
0: hear a peep. No, no, it's insane. And it's like, I... I was ready for like, after we got hit, I'm like, oh, these bloggers, they're videoing their kid's birthday party. I'm like, they're going to get killed. What are they doing? Take those down. Not a peep. Not a peep. So you know what this teaches me? It's that I am the most famous person in the world. <laughs> Everyone yeah. pre out my comedy special. That's the moral of the story. I just, I really, I just can't believe
1: it. Like the standard that we're held to and the way we were made to feel like such coronavirus deniers when we were literally going into week 10 of quarantine and we chose to, I just, I can't go over like the facts again. Um, I, I just can't, and I and I can't believe that like celebrity stories are popping up like this about new relationships. Isn't it cute? And it's like, no, no, it's actually so cute. But I just need to make sure that the people who came so hard and fast for us are are reading the same People
0: magazine story that I'm reading. Yeah. Trolls, I have more content for you. I have more people whose addresses you should publish online. I have all the information for you. Come follow me. Oh my god, I'm making it's making me so mad. Like, it's Margo, making my blood boil. Margot keeps DMing me like blogger stories of bloggers who are like taking like staycations to like different houses or hotels like in california and new york and i'm like i I can't stress enough like i don't care like of course i i genuinely i believe verona i'm not a denier i want it to end and i want everyone to do what they can but at the end of the day like this is a free country and if someone feels like it's okay to take a staycation like that's their business that's none of my business um and i and i don't care
1: right and like we've been now in quarantine for nine weeks and if you want to take a staycation like I don't see that there's anything wrong with that whatsoever but I keep thinking about it like if we were able to get a house say in the Hamptons or Long Island or upstate and like we all like our whole family went and quarantined together there (laughs) no I know in my brain and my soul there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but like we would be walking on
0: eggshells like no we would We would get sponsors dropped. We would get like gigs canceled. Like I like we would be it would be like another version of trying to cancel us because that's just what happens. Like we've somehow become these people and I'm not entirely sure how. But um it's that I just can't help but like get so outraged. And it's not for the reasons that one might think like I'm not outraged that she's not quarantined because I'm sure she's taking proper precautions. Like I'm just outraged that like I'm not even considered a famous person. And it's like I am like vilified we are vilified for doing something that everyone is fucking doing and that like when you use common sense there's
1: absolutely nothing wrong with considering none of us are experiencing symptoms and we've all been quarantined for nine weeks like everyone is now just like operating out of fear and outrage and it's
0: crazy yeah So I'm so glad you had the same reaction to this because, like, do I give a shred of a shit who Ashley Benson's dating or who Gez is making out with? You couldn't pay me to care, but I'm like, how did they get in the car? How did they get to each other? She was in a house the other week. She was with this person, then they broke up. So it's like, there's a lot of movement.
1: There's a lot of movement. She must have been walking past people on the street and through crowded lobbies. Yeah, I can't. (laughs) I can't. I really can't. Oh my god. Okay. Well, let's switch gears here because the next story is like. More fun. More fun. Kyle McLaughlin, aka Orson from Desperate Housewives, aka Trey from Sex and the City, was angry at his Sex and the City character, Trey. Well, so were we. He was the fucking woke. Right, but now here's what he thinks about Trey. On paper, Trey appeared to be the unicorn Charlotte York had been searching for so long on Sex and City, a handsome, wealthy cardiologist who seemed doted on her. But as fans of the show know, their marriage ended up being a disaster, with an overbearing mother-in-law, problems in the bedroom, and ultimately a disregard for Charlotte's desires to become a mother. Kyle McLaughlin, who played Trey on the HBO series, understands why a lot of fans didn't like Trey, and says he wasn't too fond of his character either. Quote, I was angry at the character, actually. What's this cardboard baby? (laughs) (laughs) When the couple couldn't conceive, Trey infamously gifted Charlotte with a cardboard cutout of a baby and couldn't understand why it upset her so much. Quote, I asked the writers and they said, oh, it's funny. So I went, okay, I'm not sure I think so, but okay. There was definitely a side to Trey that was a little oblivious to certain things and viewers had every right to be angry with me if that's the case. I was angry with me. That is so funny.
0: I forgot about the cardboard baby, but to me, that's not why Trey was the worst. The Trey was the worst because, of course, erectile dysfunction is not ideal, but he was just so unwilling to like talk about it and be a man and like try and find a solution. He was just acting like a child being like, no, no. And it's like, that's not a husband. So, of course, every marriage has its problems. Erectile dysfunction may be one of them, but if your partner's willing to like try new things, like Charlotte taping together the magazines, like put her face on the porn, like you have to try. And he was just so unwilling and so stubborn and like such a mama's boy. That's why I didn't like him. Like the cardboard baby thing, I actually didn't think it was like that terrible
1: yeah he was just insensitive and also at a certain point he was making charlotte feel like it was her her, her fault problem, when it was like something going on with him and he just like was too full of shame to like take
0: ownership yeah but like in an ideal world like they i mean her and harry were like otp perfect forget for each other but for a while it was like that life with trey mcdougall on the scottish sling like that was the life charlotte like wanted and you as a viewer wanted for her so it was really disappointing when it didn't work out but she got that classic six on the Upper East Side and that's all yeah, that he, matters he gave her that apartment which was really so generous and he brought her like this is I know it's a show but like the relationship between Trey Charlotte and then Harry it's like a it's a message to women it's like because if she didn't meet ha- Trey they never would have gotten divorced and she never would have met her husband who was her divorce lawyer Harry and then it's like that's life. It's like you wish you didn't date someone, but they bring you somewhere else, and then you find someone new. Everything happens for a reason. Everything. So I don't know why this story is like being spoken about now, but it's cool. Um, because he's like in a new show, and he was
1: just doing press, and I, he was talking to Page Six, and they asked him about Trey, and I just thought it was
0: something. I mean, to talk he's about. he's one of my like favorite actors. Like he's up there because he's in all my favorite shows, and he's always just like rearing his head like randomly, and I'm surprised he like wasn't in Ugly Betty, you know. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Everyone is popping up in Ugly Betty. Literally everyone. I was just watching and who came through. Uh, Shit. I forget. But like, it's just beyond star studded. Um, okay, next story, a little cute news, Katy Perry bears her bu- baby bump and more in the new music video for Daisies. So Katy Perry released a song today and a music video where she's bumping out. Um, the song is so good. I was listening to it and I couldn't even appreciate how good it was because I was just trying to think of what song it reminded me of. It reminds me so much of a song. I, I can't identify which one yet, but I'll get there. Um, I think it might be an Ingrid Andres song, like just the way, have you listened to the Daisies yet? mm it's it's really it's such a beautiful song um but it just it's just reminding me of something else and so until I yeah, yeah. until I scratch that itch I can't do on.
0: Katie Perry is just really she's doing things you know she she's like had a period of her career where she was like an Anne Hathaway where she couldn't do anything right and she wasn't necessarily doing anything like evil or bad she was just annoying the shit out of everyone for no reason um but now I'm like really loving her I hope this song is good I mean we were obsessed. I mean, the first concert I ever went to was Katy Perry. And then we became so obsessed with Prism, the album. Like, she was such a an influence for us. And then her music just kind of faded out. Um, I'm hoping she can get back to, you know, the Prism tour vibe because that yeah, was- Yeah, this, th- this is more of
1: a Prism vibe. Um, She really lost us with, like, Swish Swish and Bon Appetit and that whole right. era- was just Chained to the Rhythm, which, like, isn't a terrible song, but, like, her whole vibe then was just so off. Was so off. That song is only good if you're in a Soul Psycho class and you're all, Chained to the Rhythm. Because you're legit Chained to the Rhythm in a class like that. What was the
0: first concert you ever went to?
1: John Mayer at Jones Beach. Ooh, with mm-hmm. who? Um, with some camp counselors and Olivia. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, the counselors took us. We were the campers.
0: The first concert I went to was um, Katy Perry at Irving Plaza with my friend Alex Brazell, who I've spoken about on this podcast like more times than I care to admit. And I think she listens to the podcast. Like, what up, Alex? Miss you. You Um, you had never been to a concert before we moved to the city? No. So I was in the eighth grade. Me and Alex, I was in a new school. We really bonded over our love of Katy Perry, and we were allowed to go alone, which was like such a big deal. That's like
1: such a crazy place to go alone.
0: Yeah, but and this was like when Katy Perry was like on the Warp tour. She was more of like an emo star than she was a pop star. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Her vibe was kind of dark. Um yeah, that's I kissed why I, a Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah that was cool. your vibe too. That was like so my vibe. I was like so emo. And I just remember we like, where's GA? Like it was so messy. Like I couldn't believe I was just an eighth grader at a GA concert. And we were like right in front and I had the best time. And like, I really felt connected to her ever since, but she, there was a few periods of time, like a few years where she was just constantly letting me down. Yeah. But I think that she's in a new phase of her life and I look forward to, to seeing what she does. Yeah. You know how they say like celebrities or famous people get stunted at the age that they became famous at? Mm-hmm. I feel like for a while, like Katy Perry, whether it was just like trying to keep up with her image or like the younger pop stars, I just felt like she was doing things like not because she thought it was what she wanted to do. It was just because she thought it was what she had to do to like keep up and like be crazy and funny. And like, I don't know. I'm now I feel like she's pregnant. Her like priorities are, are set straight. And she's just like being a mom, being a woman, being everything of the sort. Yeah, but she actually got famous like relative to other
1: singers and celebrities. She got famous like late or for a singer.
0: Yeah, but her whole vibe was like kitty cat, kitty purry, you know, like it was so silly.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Her um, intro Hollywood story is actually I remember when it was on, it was actually Katherine Hudson. Yeah, Kate Hudson. It was actually such a – very interesting. She grew up in, like, a very religious family, and she tried to become, like, a Christian singer because that's what her parents wanted her to do. Um, and then when she decided to become a pop star and, like, couch surf, you know, through L.A., her parents, like, weren't entirely happy with her. But in the end, they obviously supported her.
1: Love a happy ending. Okay, ready for our next story? hmm Mary-Kate Olsen loses the bid for emergency divorce during coronavirus court mm-hmm. closures. Mary Kate Olson's emergency petition seeking a divorce from Pierre Olivier Sarkozy, despite coronavirus court closures, won't go forward after a Manhattan judge ruled that it wasn't an essential matter. Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Michael Katz made the ruling Thursday, putting a halt to Olson's case, New York Court spokesman Lucien Chalfin confirmed. Olson filed the case Wednesday claiming that her 50-year-old banker hubby was trying to kick her out of their apartment by next Monday, forcing her to try to look for a new home during the coronavirus crisis. The actress had attempted to divorce Sarkozy um, on April 17th, but was blocked by the courts, which had been closed to all new non-emergency cases since late March.
0: Mm. We didn't get a, Mary-Kate didn't get a win. Very sad.
1: This fucking sucks. This is what we were talking about a few weeks ago, like getting divorced and quarantine. Like you're stuck with this person that you obviously now hate. He's trying to take her apartment away from her. Like there needs to be a better way. And also like she's a celebrity. I'm sure she has like connections and friends and resources, but like, what about everyday people?
0: Right. It's like, I'm not necessarily going to shed a tear over Mary-Kate and Ashley, who has the means to, like, shell, just rent a low, like, a fancy apartment in a fancy building, but it harkens to, like, an actual issue of people who have, like, shared finances, live in the same house, are getting divorced. It might be, like, a scary or abusive situation. Like, you just can't get out. Yeah. There needs to be a better way. Oh, you know what? I saw this, um, Refinery29, um, like, interview video they did with Melissa Benoist from Glee. From Waco. From uh, Supergirl, allegedly, but she's really from Glee. And she – remember, she released that video a while ago about um, the toxic relationship it was, she was in, and she was kind of, like, trapped in for all these years, Um and then they did an interview with her and they were splicing between the interview and the video. And I just, I didn't like her in Glee. Like I, she was my least favorite character, but I just like stan Melissa Benoist. Like Marnie, not so much, but stan Melissa Benoist. Like she's so well-spoken. And I just like, I got chills watching this whole video, like just explaining how like, what it's like to be in that type of relationship and like all the lies you create and you're like lying for other people. And she like really documented some like more details of the abuse. And it's horrifying. And I think we assume that it's, Blake Jenner from Glee, right? Yeah. They got married.
1: Yeah, that's been um, the assumption.
0: Is that not a confirmed thing? I'm not sure.
1: But, like, I, I think we, we know,
0: but... Right. We know, but we don't know.
1: Yeah. Anyways, thank you for sharing that. Everyone should go watch that.
0: We okay. stand with some noise here at the toast. Feminine... Fifth and,
1: finals, I- fifth and final story... A little Broadway news.
0: That's very appropriate that it's Broadway news because it's brought to you by a, a sponsor that really adds a little pep to our step. It makes us want to sing a particular song. Embark, vet. Hit, hit it, Jack. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. <clears throat> He just took a DNA test. Turns out he's 100%. Rush it. Even when he's fleeing countries. Yeah, he's got health problems. That's a puppy in him. Bling, bling. Then he solves them. That's a doctor in him. He could have had a bad tigs. Non-committal. Helped you with your welfare. Just a little. He used to hold you down. But now he's holding you back. And that's the sound of his wolfiness leading the pack. Eight. Why tigs great till he gotta be great? <laughs> his dance move do this one again do-
0: <laughs> sorry Theo he wants to kill me thank you Jackie for that wonderful introduction in today's episode sponsor
1: mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> give me a minute I'm very out of breath
1: it's okay take your time
0: Embarked Vet is the dog DNA test kit we all need
1: Next time we'll do the song
0: at the end. (laughs) Yeah, please. I'm like not well, running and holding him. I'm so sorry, Thea. Okay. Have you ever been in a situation where you're walking with your dog and someone stops you? How cute. What kind of dog is that? You don't know. You're not alone. Because every year, millions of dogs are rescued from shelters. And that means there's a lot we don't know about them. But you can finally know your dog with an Embark Breed and Health Test. Whether you have a brand new puppy or an old friend, the Embark Breed and Health Test is the key to unlocking your dog's unique mix. And genetically informed health needs so you can help your pup live the longest and happiest life the process of getting an embark kit is so easy they just like literally send you a box it has a q-tip well not a q-tip like a medical grade thing swab and a prepaid label put the swab in theo's cheeks up right down left put it back in the box with the prepaid label send it out and then like two weeks later i got a text message and it was like theo's dna test kit is here and it was fascinating actually but theo's a purebred so like he wasn't that interesting but if you have a rescue or a mix, I don't think the word, uh, yeah, or a mix dog with different breeds. It's actually really, really fascinating. And then you can know more about like how to keep them healthy, things that they're predisposed to, like medical conditions. Theo's breed is actually predisposed to heart conditions. So his weight is very important. that's why he's on a strict diet.
1: Yeah. You can find out what level of wolfiness your pup possesses. Theo is 3% wolfiness, um, which is pretty low, but something.
0: The Embark Dog DNA Test Kit is the most comprehensive kit on the market, looking at over 250 breeds and 175 genetic health conditions to help you best care for your pup. It's the only research-grade dog DNA test kit on the market, and it's more than twice as precise as any other dog DNA test kit. This is because their scientists look at over 200,000 genetic markers and can make scientific discoveries that help all dogs live longer, healthier lives. Did you, you might not know that over 50% of dogs are either at risk or a carrier of a genetic disease. So their panel of tests creates a screen for over 175 of those genetic diseases, which can be presented in many breeds, whether it's mixed or pure. It's the best-in-class dog DNA test and the number one highest rated by customers because it's developed by PhDs and veterinarians for your dog. It's the most accurate breed identification on the market, and it's more than twice as precise as the competitors. You can get to know your dog's breed and learn how to best care for your pup love it. If you, if you have a dog and you care about him, which I'm sure you do. Embark has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Go to embarkvet.com. Use the promo code toast to save 15% off your dog breed and health kit. Visit embarkvet e m b a r k b e t.com and use the promo code toast to save 15% off today. That's embarkvet.com and the promo code is toast. Thank you Embark
1: love it it's also a great gift for someone especially mm-hmm. a doggy and snitches yes okay, fifth and final story a little broadway news frozen officially concludes its broadway run the broadway production of frozen will not reopen as a result of the industry-wide shutdown and resulting economic fallout The production's final performance was wednesday evening march 11th having played 825 performances and 26 previews guests holding tickets for frozen who purchased via ticketmaster will be refunded automatically within 30 days um that's really sad i kind of wanted to see
0: that No, it's just shocking. I felt like, of course, every show has its run, but certain shows become like, like Lion King is, it's a family classic. I really felt like Frozen was going to be one of those shows that's just on forever.
1: Yeah, I think they really just couldn't withstand this economic turmoil. And Disney has uh, two other shows on Broadway, Lion King and Aladdin. And I think Frozen is probably like, since it's the newest one, it just doesn't have the chops to survive um, this pandemic. Much, yeah, like I'm, I mean, I'm, shocked,
0: I'm shocked that it outlasted, I mean, that it didn't outlast Aladdin, because Aladdin is obviously older, and it's a great show, but kids, like, Frozen is a, was a cultural reset, like, it was, like, Barney for us, like, kids and adults around the world are just fucking obsessed with it, so I just really thought it was going to be one of those, like, lifelong Broadway hits, but I guess not.
1: Yeah, I guess, I mean, it might have been in a different time, you know? Right. Sad, not in the sad times. times.
0: That's very sad. Speaking of sad, I would love to recap the absolute dumpster fire trash that was last night's episode of Real Housewives of New York. Let's do it. Can I just tell you how you know we're in a bad season filled with women who are not what I aspire to be? Like, wow. They were just so, like, focused and impressed and, like, even made it a point to mention how fancy, like, the sprinter van was. You <laughs> miss that when part. I, like, <laughs> when, they went, when they went to the man, Luann was like, isn't this fabulous? And it's like this is standard housewives. Like every every city, Beverly Hills, when they Atlanta, when they go on a trip, like they get a fancy stretch limo or a fancy like van. And it's like they were just Im- impressed by that. And it's because none of the women, the show, and I can't stress this enough. The problem with this season is that this is supposed to be an, an aspirational show. It's about a certain level of woman in New York or woman in Beverly Hills that is supposed to be luxurious and whether it's through their apartments the things that they say the trips they take like it's just not giving me that vibe that's always like the cherry on top of housewives is
1: you know the level of glamour and some uh franchises like don't have it and it's not that important like i don't think that that's what's wrong with this season like the personalities of the women are what's wrong like first and foremost dorinda the Uh meanest woman i've ever seen last night like talking to Tinsley as if she is the shit on her shoe like yeah. so fucking rude it's uncomfortable to watch it is not enjoyable like watching her try and come up with new one liners to like i don't know go viral by being a mean person yeah. it's just it's not enjoyable and then of course like you want to root for Tinsley but like her comebacks just fucking suck and she's like wailing and just being and a running mess away. and it's just like she you can't root for her because she's not like a real contender Brutable. And the whole, and like honestly, Ramona's the one making the most sense in her interviews. And uh-huh. it's just like, what has this world come to? The, the whole episode was just a fucking mess. Like what was going on between Dorinda, the conversation with Dorinda Luann, all talking about like burying husbands and losing husbands. Like I understand that that is so traumatic, but it seems like every single meal and conversation and drinking event devolves into that. And it's like, okay, um, we weren't like watching you guys seven years ago. I don't know these people that you're talking about. Like, I don't know JP Morgan's grandson. Like, right? What are you referring to? I just, I feel like, I'm. I, I just, I'm uninvested. And if we didn't, I've said this before. Like, truly, if we did not do this show, I would have stopped watching the season. I think Leah is a great addition, but like, she can only do so much to save right. the show. Um, Luann judging Leah's apartment when her apartment is a two-bedroom apartment in New York City. It's the same one that Ramona's living in. Sonia, Dorinda, like, it's...
0: Excuse me. She has the nerve to comment on someone else's apartment when last season she had to move out of Tom's penthouse, alleged, which I heard wasn't even on the top floor, and move to that sad rental on the Upper West Side. And by the way, where is Luann even living right now? Unclear. In her cottage in Sag Harbor. Please, these women are such so full of shit.
1: So full of shit. Like, I... I just, I did not enjoy myself. It took me two hours to get through the episode. They were just, every time I pressed play, I was like, eyes rolling to the back of my head. It's just, it's not it. And I really think that Dorinda is like spoiling the group camaraderie because she's so negative and so mean and no one will stick up to her.
0: To me, the most egregious part of the episode was watching Sonia and Leah pee in that man's cornfield. Like, I actually had a pit in my stomach. Like, this local guy, business owner, let these, like, trash bags into their fucking beautiful farm, and they take a piss on his fucking corn? Are you kidding?
1: Yeah. That was gross. But, I, like, does he crop all that? Does he harvest all that corn?
0: I don't care. They don't know whether they, he does or doesn't.
1: Maybe it was really
0: upsetting me.
1: Yeah, that's really fucking gross.
0: I just want to really quickly just go back to the whole, like, luxury money thing, because while I hear what you're saying, not every franchise has, like, that factor, but I feel like every franchise has a level of wealth for the city. Do you know what I mean? It's like, most of the houses, even though I know, like, some of the finances of some of the Jersey women are a little murky, they all live in big houses, and they all drive Range Rovers. You know what I mean? That's true. Their houses are really nice. Atlanta, they live in huge, literally, palaces. Everyone, Candy, like, everyone has a huge house. Even Kenya Moore, more manners, like, a little weird, but it's still a fucking nice house. Like, like everyone's, yeah, no, and that, uh, that video, I'll never forget, of her running out of her house with a gun to chase off some robber. Like, she was being so funny. Like, that house is iconic. Like, and they're nice houses. Like, there's a level, even if a lot of it is a facade, which I totally agree that it is. Like, some of the houses are rented, the cars are leased. Like, I totally get it. But there's none of that. They're not even trying to fake it anymore in New York. And that's what's upsetting.
1: Yeah. And also the style is, there's n- not one stylish woman. And like New York is supposed to be the epicenter of style. Maybe it's just like a reflection of how New York, the city itself, has gone down the tubes. No. Like you even know, New York right. Fashion Week is not really a thing anymore. Um, and so maybe it's just a reflection of the city
0: that's possible but but you're right especially about the style it's like do i think everything that the real housewives of dallas wears is stunning no but it's really like a reflection of dallas society and dallas culture and dallas style and they're you know they all have nice houses and they all have nice cars like i refuse to accept anything less i'm sorry that's like the one bar the one requirement for being a real housewife in new york is being a woman and having some money and these women just don't collectively like they don't have enough they collectively don't even match what like one beverly hills housewife has do you know what i mean yeah, and something
1: that was just frustrating me like on a logistics level was Tinsley carrying a major like a work tote bag like the Louis Vuitton on the go that you have. Um she was wearing it to like a winery and I just don't know and it looked like the bag was kind of empty so like what did she need it such a big bag for? And just like I just didn't understand why she couldn't go with some sort of smaller. Actually that would the winery would have been the perfect situation for a crossbody.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Um, If you were asked to be on Real Housewives of New York, like we live in New York and we're both married, like we would say yeah, right? I think so. After some consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Just putting it out there into the universe. Yeah. That's part of the reason I got married in the first place, just so I could be like a contender, even though none of the women are married.
1: Right. Oh, and I guess the big news of the day was that Dorinda and John broke up.
0: Oh, don't care.
1: Yeah, me neither. That's our recap. Sorry to be,
0: you know what's so funny is like I was on a Zoom with my like high school friends and we were talking about stuff and my friend Anna, like we've, me and my high school friends have been watching Bravo since like before it was appropriate. Like we are diehard Bravo fans. And Anna was like, can you believe this season of New York Housewives? I'm like, I know it's such a piece of shit. She goes, are you kidding me? It's incredible. I'm like, what? I literally couldn't believe that she said that. We could have like such differing opinions. So I don't know if what we're saying is necessarily like a popular opinion. I'm sure people are going to tell us, but I couldn't believe that she said that. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not enjoying it, so. Especially when it's put on juxtaposed with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They should really put it on the same season
0: as Real Housewives of Orange County, and maybe you'll get a fair shake. They should just switch the days. The fact that we have to go from Wednesday Beverly Hills glamour to Thursday New York trash, like, it's such a downhill spiral. Like, we should just switch them. We work up to the glamour of Beverly Hills. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm officially ready for the weekend to start. So, if it's okay with you, I spoke to her. She said that's all she wrote, and I'm gonna wrap this shit up. She, that's what she had said. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast want morning show, where we go live Monday through Friday, ten thirty AM Eastern time on YouTube. So If you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast, and where podcasts can be found, so that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I already cast Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us the Morning Toast. Leave a five star review about people beautiful That's where we are. Please don't forget to pre-order my comedy special available on iTunes. The link is available on my bio on Instagram. Curl with no, no, what's it called? Cla- Claudia Ashray, disgrace queen
1: curl with no job.
0: That's here. Bye guys. Love you. Oh, are you going to
1: show us your curl? There she is. Curl with no job. Bye. Bye.